Hi there. We've been talking about healing, heavenly health care, that God has, the kingdom of God provides a heavenly health care for those of us who've received Jesus Christ into our lives and as our Savior. You know, he came and planted his life as a seed in the earth to establish the kingdom of God in the earth. And he did it for our sakes. He did it because our Father wanted us back with him. So last time we met, we were discussing the kingdom of God and how powerful it is. And it's one thing to realize that in John chapter 3, verses 3 and 5, Jesus told Nicodemus, and except you be born again, you cannot see the kingdom. And except you be born of water and of spirit, you cannot enter the kingdom. I remember at one time when I first got saved, you know, you become so spiritual. You're almost not any good on the earth after all, but you become very spiritual. And I was just thinking birthdays were not important because being born of the kingdom was more important than anything else. But the Lord reminded me, if you had never been born of water and born in the natural, you couldn't be born of the spirit and born in the supernatural. So I said, okay, I'm going to celebrate my birthday from now on then. I won't be so spiritual as to not celebrate my birthday. Except we be born of water and the spirit. We cannot enter the kingdom. And so um, we talked about the kingdom of God last time and how powerful it is and how real and dynamic it is. And I wanted to, want you to know that Jesus paid a high price for you and I to enjoy the privileges and the principles of his kingdom. And here is a story of a man, a man named John G. Lake. And since we're dealing with coronavirus right now, and it's called a pandemic, he was at a time, uh, John G. Lake had healing schools up in Seattle. In fact, Seattle became the healthiest city in the United States because of his healing schools. Well, this man, John G. Lake, was an apostle, and he, he believed in the kingdom. He operated out of the kingdom. And I just want to read you the story of, his, of something that happened to him. He was a man of great faith and had miraculous thing happen in his ministry. He was um, uh, in Africa, and there was a great plague. It was the bubonic plague, actually, that was covering, uh, going everywhere. And everyone around him was dying, <clears throat> And he tended the sick and buried the dead. There was no medicine. And finally, the medical ships came with help. The doctors on the ship told Lake that he should take some of their preventative measures so that he would not get sick. He told them it was not necessary. And he said this, this is scriptural, Romans. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Now, he believed that and he lived out from the kingdom. So he had, he was practicing what he preached. Uh, I would encourage us not to try to practice what he preached, but practice what you preach. You need to, you need to do what you know in your heart's right. Uh, you can't go out and try to copy somebody else. It's got to be down in your heart. And that's the point of what we're talking about is to get the word of health and wholeness in to penetrate our spirits so that we really truly believe it and it can be activated on the outside. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death, he told them. And he also showed them the reality of this. He took some of the frothy foam that came from the mouth of the dead victims of the plague and put it on a slide. They put it under a microscope and saw that those germs were very much active and alive. Then they put some of those germs on Lake's hand and put it under a microscope. The germs died when they were on his hand. They had no right to exist on his body. He was going with a higher power and a higher law. 
the law of the life in Christ and that anointing power of God mixed with his faith killed those germs. Lake, how did Lake get such a high degree of faith? One thing he did was he meditated on God's word and confessed it over his life daily. So I'm saying, don't, don't you go out and try to do something like that unless you're doing what he's done of the meditating on the word and confessing it over yourself daily. And it gets, it goes from a logos word to something you have head knowledge of into a rhema word where you have a revelation and you know that you know that you know that those germs cannot activate on your body. We need to all get there, folks. I can't honestly say I'm totally there, but I am running just as hard and fast as I can. And we need to speak over ourselves the wholeness of God. Do you remember Jesus told many people that came to him, your faith has made you whole. And whole is a healed term. It's a term of healing. So then it says over here, uh, John, what, with John G. Lake, this became a reality in his life in ministry. It is a documented fact that while he was in Spokane, Washington and started his healing rooms, Spokane was voted the healthiest city in the USA by the government. Was John G. Lake a special person? Yes, but God is not a respecter of persons. If he did it through Lake, he can do it through us. I just think as the body of Christ, we need to get with the program. We need to start thinking on a higher level. Think about God's heavenly health care program, that G, the principles involved there, and that Jesus died. If you see Jesus being beaten and the stripes on his back, that was so that you and I can do what John G. Lake did. That we can conquer the things that Satan's trying to do on this earth. And so I encourage us to take this seriously. What makes someone a special person? I've heard it said that God will jump over a thousand people to get to one who has an ounce of faith. Just as just a little bit is all it takes and all we have it and we all have that little bit because we all got that measure of faith. But you can cause your faith to grow and develop inside of you by reading the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So there is a story of a man who has done done what we're talking about, that those germs uh, on the bubonic plague could not stay alive on his hand. Now, one of the questions that comes up so many times uh, when you're talking about healing in the body of Christ is that, is it always God's will to heal? And this is a book by F.F. Um, F. Bosworth called Christ the Healer. You can tell it's a little worn, <laughs> but um, I just wanted to read a few parts in this because he really establishes the fact that not only is God able, but he's also very, very willing. He earnestly yearns to bring us into that perfect health. You know, First John tells us that um, it, it's his will that we prosper and be in health even as our soul prospers. So in, in Bosworth's book, he's talking about the difference between um, God's power and God's willingness to heal. That the devil has reduced us to say, if you say, do you think God can heal? Well, absolutely, we believe God can heal. Do you think God's ready to heal you right now? Well, I don't know so much about that. And sometimes yes, and sometimes no, and it's not always his will to heal. Well, those sacred cows have been done away with a long time back. But sometimes they get stuck in our craw 
And our image is still in that old way of thinking. But he says here that um, modern theology magnifies the power of God more than it magnifies his compassion. His power more than it does the great fact that the exceeding greatness of his power is to usward. But the Bible reverses this and magnifies his willingness to us to use his power more than it does the power itself. In no place does the Bible say that God is power, but it does say that God is love. And so he is disposed to show favors. The Lord is able, we should say the Lord is able, uh, the devil has a saying the Lord is able instead of the Lord is generous and gracious and willing. He is willing, but that's not enough. The word willing is too tame, he says, to fully express God's merciful attitude towards us. He delights in mercy. I heard a great uh, comment the other day from a prophet of God saying, as speaking from the Lord, um, that we are quarantined in his mercy. And that really spoke to me. I just, you know, we're, many of us are quarantined in our homes right now and uh, quarantined away from each other. But we, when you receive Christ into your life as your Savior, you became quarantined in the kingdom where these things should not be able to touch us. But we have to develop our faith in that. It's up to us. You know, it's up to us to develop our faith in that. God says, I set before you this day life and prosperity, death and adversity. You choose life, but the choice is ours. When Jesus said in the New Testament, many are called, but few are chosen. That word chosen, we get the Greek word logos. We get that Greek word logos, which is the word, one of the words for the word of God. Logos meaning the word that I can rationally understand. Rhema is that word that just comes flowing out and has a revelation to it. We get the word logos from it. So it means that uh, many are called, but few choose that word. Few choose to walk in the word. And God is calling us to walk in his word because that is the safe place. That is the ark that Noah built. That is the ark to the salvation of our household, not just for me personally, but for our household. So my children are benefited. My husband's benefited. My church is benefited. We all benefit when we learn to believe God for these things. Amen. So he's saying here that... Um, the word willing is too tame to fully express God's merciful attitude. He delights in mercy. We have his attitude more fully expressed in 2 Chronicles 16, 9. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong, to show himself strong in behalf of those whose heart is perfect toward him. He's looking. It's like earlier we said he would jump over a thousand people to find one man that's believing him. He's looking, he's looking to show himself strong. He's desirous to be merciful. He's so hungry to pour himself out in mercy and blessings upon us. And all we have to do is to position ourselves properly to receive it. So he says, uh, not only is he willing, but eager to pour out his blessings in great profusion upon all who make it possible for him to do so. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro. In other words, he's ever hunting for opportunities to gratify his benevolent heart because he delights in mercy. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad? You know, I, I discovered once too that that ark that Noah built, 
that ark that he built, you know, how you'd put planks together to build an ark. It would be planks and, and he'd put them together. Well, they're going to have cracks just like with my fingers here. There's little cracks. Water would seep through my fingers there. And yet they're stacked right together. Do you know what? He, he had to cover it over with pitch. And one of the words for pitch is uh, redemption. And it also is mercy. So even though we're building our ark with the word of God in our lives, for instance, Jesus, you were pierced through for my transgressions. You were crushed for my iniquities. The chastisement of my peace fell upon you and by your stripes I was healed. I just built me a healing ark right there. And now the mercies of God will come in as pitch. I'm living out of his mercies, not out of my great abilities to speak his word. But I, I do my part. He does his part and together we make a whole. I encourage you to get into the Word of God and to realize that the, the spirit of life is in that Word. Death and life are in the hand of the tongue and His Word is spirit and life. And we build up life and it swallows up death. So in a time when there's death and destruction, there's darkness, there's disease, there's plagues, I encourage you to go to the 91st Psalm and read from that. It's powerful. Until next time, this is Mary Jean Pigeon with Restoration of Women's Virtues. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We also live stream on Facebook and YouTube on Thursdays at noon. Hope to see you there.